You're listening to Indiana SRN, God's Word 24-7, and sports. This is Behind the Stripes. Thank you for joining us as we take an honest look at the men and women we call officials, the professionals who make it possible for us to enjoy the games we love. They are the authority on the field, on the courts, on the diamonds, and on the ice. Behind the Stripes is here to support our officials, athletic directors, coaches, players, and fans by bringing attention to good sportsmanship, strong leadership, selfless teamwork, and respect for others on and off the playing field. Now, let's join our host, Keith Myers, and his guest for today's show. And welcome to Behind the Stripes, week four. Glad that you have joined us today. We have a great uh, guest today from the National Federation of High School, the executive director, Carissa Niehoff, is with us. Brenda Hilton is the co-host. Good morning, Brenda. Good morning. It is a great day here, and uh, we're glad that you joined us in week four. And, and thank you so much for the nice emails. Uh, uh, we've been getting some nice compliments, and uh, we really appreciate that uh, you are dedicated to doing this, and a lot of referees are liking what we're doing. So uh, I think we've done a good job, Brenda. We just got to keep on going, and if uh, people like to uh, continue to email us, they can contact you at brenda at officiallyhuman.com or myself, coach at indianasrn.org. And well, we'll get back with you uh, any questions you have about it. But Carissa is joining us today, and Carissa has been with the National Federation of High School uh, since August 1 of 2018. Welcome aboard to Behind the Stripes. Well, thank you, Keith and Brenda. I'm happy to be with you all this morning. Yeah, uh, Carissa, we, we first of all commend the Federation for everything that they do for all things high school sports and academics. It's been fun. I got to know you about a year ago and uh, have obviously been following very close what the what the Federation is doing, doing. And I just think it's so neat that it's it's actually kind of sad that more people don't know about the Federation. So we try to give you guys plugs as much as we can, because the, the work that everybody does there is is amazing work. So with that, um, can you just talk a little bit about your career in sports and how you arrived at the Federation? Sure. And, and thank you for the, the kind remarks regarding the Federation. Um, so my pathway to Indianapolis um, really was kind of traditional in the beginning. I, I just loved being a student athlete um, and uh, participant in music and, and such in high school. So I knew I wanted to become a teacher and a coach. And not only for all the good that I was able to experience and benefit from, but also because I saw kids in my high school that were disconnected and not engaged and did not have a good experience. So I thought, wow, I want to be somebody that can influence all kids and hopefully um, provide incentives for all kids to engage in co-curricular experiences. Um, So just love being an athlete. I went on from high school where I played field hockey, basketball, and ran track to play Division I field hockey um, in college, and then went on to be a teacher and a coach, as I had hoped. Uh, I taught Latin and health and PE and coached multiple sports. And then the leadership bug kind of bit me. So I pursued subsequent degrees in ed leadership, ultimately uh, earned a doctorate in ed leadership. And at that point, I was a high school principal, but uh, was also very involved with our state association 
and uh, had been involved with the USOC at the time through their sport development division. And um, so sort of kept national ties to sport. So I, I was blessed one day to be offered the job as executive director in the Connecticut office. Uh, and then eight years later, in 2018, uh, the National Federation job was available, and and I was able to secure that position. So made the move from Connecticut to Indianapolis, and I'm just blessed every day to wake up and know that I'm very privileged to do this great work with great colleagues such as yourself. Um, as we all pursue missions that are very aligned. Carissa, I have a question for you off topic real quick. Uh, has your Latin uh, helped you th- through your career? I am a straight A Latin person myself. It was my major in uh, high school when I was at high school because the baseball coach coached it. So there, there's one of the reasons why I took Latin. So has the Latin helped you at all? Oh, my goodness, yes. And I love your story, Keith, because... My Latin teacher was the boys' track coach, and very old school, but just commanded respect. And I often would practice with the boys when I was running track. So I immediately, he was a role model for me. And, you know, but the real answer to your question was absolutely, it helps you write, it helps you think, it helps you do research, um, it helps you from a sports medicine perspective. Mm Um, and it's just from a Renaissance lifestyle perspective to appreciate the role that sport has played for thousands of years, um, you know, across societies is something that we really can't ignore. Um, so it, on, on a number of levels, the Latin and the, the history around Latin education has been just so important to what we do. Yeah, it's the only the only class I had an A in, so I, I kind of liked it. So, <laughs> wow. Carissa, <laughs> <laughs> oh. one of the things, obviously, you know the officially human mission, and Indiana SRN has really embraced this mission with us. What do you? You know, we hear so much about this officiating crisis. What are you seeing from the federation level? And I know that you've done some really, really good work on trying to. Uh, recruit and retain officials, but what are you seeing from your level, your high level? Great question. So what we have seen over a course of a number of years now is a downward downward trend in officiating numbers. And I think we all were watching it um, with concern, but in the last three years in particular, uh, we've reached really a critical mass issue. And it's not just in certain sports, it's across all sports. Um, So for the last three years, we've really tried to dig into why this has happened. And we're realizing that there are a number of factors associated with the participation shortage, uh, one of which um, is certainly officials having to deal with poor behavior by fans, um, even within the sport stakeholders themselves, coaches, even student athletes. Um, that's just one of the things that we're watching here. Um, we're we're watching uh, officials being challenged just to be able to do games within their own work schedules, um, and looking at in some states, you know, getting whatever they're getting paid may not be really worth taking time off of work to drive an hour or two hours to do a game and then drive back. So a number of competing forces here. 
um, that are, are contributing to what we're seeing as an official shortage. Um, that being said, the, the officials that are still in the ranks, certainly the level of passion that they have for what they do has not waned. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we really uh, are seeing officials that uh, are very committed to doing what they do. And, you know, contrary to what some people might believe, not all officials enter the, the profession to reach the NCAA Division One ranks. We mm -hmm. have a, a good number of officials that are happy at the high school level. Um, a, a number of them do cross over, especially to Division Three, mm -hmm. but they're really, really proud to be a high school official. Um, so we're really trying to retain them, um, support them, uh, listen to their feedback about what the NFHS might do to support the profession. Uh, but we are also working with the NCAA and, of course, with Officially Human to look at all aspects of officiating challenges that are shared across levels. So a little bit of a long answer there, but we've seen the downward trend. They're being very uh, open with us about why that might be. And we've really heard the call to step up. You're listening to Behind the Stripes on Indiana SRN. Carissa Niehoff joins us from the National Federation along with Brenda Hilton. I'm Keith Myers. Uh, I, I have a quick follow-up real quick. As, as I officiated many years and now uh, I'm at an age where I no longer can get to the game uh, and officiated the best of my ability. Uh, you're using those veteran officials for young <laughs> officials. Is that helping at all to encourage those young officials to uh, to buckle down and, and learn the game and, and maybe have a career? Yeah, I, I think we absolutely have to encourage the mentoring. Um, and Keith, you know this certainly, and Brenda, you know, years ago, officials would get to know in advance who they were working with in a particular contest. They might right. ride together right. to the contest. They might go out for a bite to eat after the contest. And the camaraderie that existed within the profession was much stronger. Now it's done. A lot of the scheduling's electronic. A lot of people are racing to get to the site. Uh, they, may, they might have to leave right away. So we think mentoring is going to be really critical to bringing new officials into the profession. There's a lot that's expected of officials from an educational and training perspective to background checks to scheduling and all sorts of things they have to do um, around just doing the contest themselves. So if we can match young officials or, or new officials, I'll say, uh, with mentors that have been in the game a long time to help explain some of the nuances, support them through the tough times. I think it's critical to, to keeping the ranks, keeping the numbers up in the ranks. You know, I, I want to add to that just real quick, Carissa, because obviously everybody is in a virtual world right now. And to your point on that human interaction, a lot of those clinics and those camps that officials went to, that, those were really, really good team building exercises for the younger officials. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens this next year with that, that mentoring and human interaction with these men and women. Absolutely. And I think we have to do, from our perspective, through our recruiting campaign, um, as you know, if someone signs up to become an official through our campaign, they get an immediate email letter in response 
connecting them to where they go in their state association, who to talk to, what have you. But I think along with that, we need to build in an immediate connection to a mentor, mm-hmm. um, not just the league assigner or the state association, but perhaps if, if they follow through and they reach out and contact and say, yeah, I'm interested, I'd like to see us build in, you know, who do we have a pool of mentors that we can go ahead and connect them to? So because the first things they have to do are, you know, education and certification and a lot, there's a lot to that. It's not the first thing I do is go and meet someone for dinner. You know, it's, you know, right. it really is an education expectation and without doing something before the first thing they do is take a test, you know, mm-hmm. so um, that that's not the, probably the warmest way to enter a new area of interest. <laughs> Correct. So, you know, so we have to do a better job with the mentoring to kind of, make it personal right away as opposed to um, sort of procedural. It is behind a stripe. It is halftime. We'll have to take a break when we come back. A lot more in store for you, so stay with us. It is behind the stripes on Indiana SRN, where you're always in the game. We'll have more after this. It's halftime at the Behind the Stripes podcast, powered by Indiana SRN, underwritten by the IHSAA and the Indiana Officials Association. If you would like to be a part of our sponsorship, please contact us at info at indianasrn.org. We want to hear from you. Contact Keith Myers at coach at indianasrn.org or Brenda at brenda at officiallyhuman.com. Now let's join Keith for the second half of Behind the Stripes, powered by Indiana SRN. Do you want to hear your favorite team on IndianaSRN.org? It's easy to do. Calling all the play-by-play and colored commentary. High school sports along with U Sport, Mr. Wizard is waiting for your call. Contact him at 317-443-0052. We're ready for every touchdown, basket, and goal. Contact Mr. Wizard, 317-443-0052. Becoming a licensed sports official is a great way to make a positive difference in the community and support the over 160,000 Indiana student-athletes that participate across 21 IHSAA sports. Sports officiating allows you to stay connected to the game, become a role model for our young student-athletes, earn extra money, and support the patrons and communities of our IHSAA member schools. To learn more about becoming a licensed IHSAA official, log on to IHSAA.org officials today. You're listening to Indiana SRN, God's Word 24-7, and sports. Back with the second half of Behind the Stripes, Keith Myers, Brenda Hilton. Thanks very much for joining us. Carissa Niehoff joins us. She is the Executive Director of the National Federation of High School, and, and is uh, her office is in Annapolis. So you get a lot of feedback from associations, states, associations, and especially the officials association, uh, Carissa, what is the biggest uh, jump that we have to get um, where everything is good? I know the sportsmanship's got to be up there, but what is one of the things officials constantly say, if we could do this better, what would that be? Well, certainly, yeah, you hit on the, the biggest rock there, Keith, and that is the sportsmanship. Um, and what that is, is really just underscoring the, the importance and the value of the profession 
I, I would say, is the biggest umbrella. So we need to educate the public about the importance of this profession and that this isn't just something you go and buy a shirt, put the shirt on and get a whistle and do. Um, this really matters. And um, so I think if the biggest umbrella is support, first under that umbrella is improving the behavior of fans. You know, and I think next is really... Um, Supporting our, our attention to accuracy in scheduling, in payments, um, and, of course, in networking. Whatever we mm. can do to reinforce networking so that officials, when they enter the profession, don't feel like um, they're, they're driving around on their own to go to these. The only time they see each other is at clinics. We really need to do more. Um, and for example, in the COVID, we've seen regular webinars pop up for folks, um, things like that, that we can carry forward to provide regular, uh, opportunities for discussion, for sharing of best practices, for guest speakers, um, so that there's not just formal testing every year, but learning as we go through and conversing as we go through. So the official's profession feels like it's connected. Well, anytime um, you need Brenda and I to talk at a clinic, you know, our fee is very minimum, $5,000 <laughs> each. We can do that and we can travel anywhere you want us to go. Hey, I'll tell you, tell you, Keith and Brenda, five grand is, is a lot cheaper than some of our speakers that we get at our conferences. Oh, okay. So if you've got a stick, boy, and it's worth five grand, just let us know. Hey, trust me, we got a stick. We can do some, we can do stuff. Yeah. But, you know, and I think more, um, I would advocate for anyone listening who's not in the official's profession, or if you are, to knock on some doors and get yourself at the table. Right. Um, and for those of us that are not, so we're the NFHS, it's important for us to have officials at our tables. When we talk about rules development and we talk about sport development and program development and stay in touch with the officials so that we're all moving forward and growing at the same pace and officials are not trying to figure out what the heck's going on um, and have to chase it down. So uh, we hope that we can do a better job of having officials, you know, live at the table as we look at sport development. And, and for us, it's at the high school ranks. Yeah. Uh, so, Carissa, can you tell us a little bit about your recruiting efforts right now uh, with recruiting officials? Yeah. So uh, we are in the third year of our campaign and it is hashtag become an official. Essentially, what we've done is invested significant money uh, into an effort partnership with a, a marketing agency here in Indianapolis, uh, the 360 group. And what they have done is develop a number of email outreaches, um, some, some neat graphics, and a lot of the, the push um, to uh, in, recruit officials. And the campaign, um, what our money does is really we get email databases. So over the last three years, we've, we've purchased email databases for intramural uh, leaders in the collegiate ranks. Um, educators, and we've had great, uh, the military, and we've also had great success with first responders, so fire, police, uh, EMT. So we send, um, you know, a very warm invite with some information about the great profession that is officiating, 
and basically say, hey, if you're interested, here here's an email. Uh, here's where you go to get more information. Uh, over the last three years, we've had over 30,000 people respond that they were interested. That's great. We immediately, yeah, we immediately send, as I mentioned earlier, an email from the state association in which they reside, as well as the contact of thank you from the NFHS office, our contact information. And within the email is a letter that has been pre-written to give them state association contact for next steps. Of the over 30,000 initial responses that we've gotten, we've had uh, almost 4,000 actually engage in the profession. So what that looks like across the country, um, you know, our heat map, if you will, is um, a little bit sparse in some states and a little bit more uh, in others. So New Mexico, for example, where Dana Pappas is the state mm-hmm. association leader, she's just dynamite. So we have a, a, a large number of New Mexico conversions um, and then in some other states as well. So we're going to keep pushing that uh, campaign and certainly welcome feedback and guidance from anyone out there in the profession as to what we might do to make it more successful. Uh, we also and, and Brenda, working with you, thank you, got a, got ourselves a table at the Big Ten tournament <laughs> in Indy and, until they had to stop the tournaments. And we actually had a little bit of a time on the Jumbotron about becoming mm-hmm. officials. There's a table in the lobby, and they could sign up right there. And we did have some conversions there. So we hope to be a live present at events as, presence at events as well. So we're trying. You know, Chris- Chris, so one of the one of the things that has really intrigued me over this whole COVID thing, and I keep trying to figure out how to how to track this, but we all know that when there's an economic downturn, we have an uptick in people signing up to be officials. So how do we collectively all come together and make sure that we have a really good retention rate of these folks that are signing up in the in this economic downturn? Yeah, well, that's a great point, and we have observed that over time. Uh, what's unique, obviously, now is that we don't have activities. So um, as they start to return to activity, I think working with the officials' profession, we will need to be engaged in new ways. We're starting to hear that some sports are exploring virtual contests. Um, how do we officiate virtual contests will be a question that I think we'll need to be ready to explore. Um, We are looking at coming back with new considerations for rules around implementing contests, and they do impact how officials engage with student-athletes, with coaches, um, how the procedures around game implementation might be different. Uh, We just released those to state associations this Mm -hmm. week with the first five sports um, that are, you know, particular to fall. We'll be doing football and a few other sports in the next couple of days. But we're inviting state associations to consider these suggestions um, that might better protect the official uh, relative to COVID and contact uh, respiratory droplets. Um, Mm -hmm. There are a number of things that we'll need to stay in touch with you all about as to how officials are engaged in, in contests and activities going forward. It's going to look a little different, especially in the fall. 
We've got mm-hmm. about, got about mm-hmm. three minutes before we wrap things up. I, I, I only have a question. You know, I, we at Indiana SRN, we broadcast over 300 games a year. As a media outlet, uh, there are things that we have to do. I love that you guys lay down those guidelines. Do you see that the associations are understanding that and are following that? Because that's really important that we all are in that same boat because we all want to be safe because we want to come back the next week and play. We are seeing that our state associations have implemented a number of precautions. As you know, Iowa's out there playing baseball and softball right now um, with some COVID tests that are positive, but they're responding immediately um, as best they can. You know, and, and I think we all need to have a conversation about a new level of tolerance for ambiguity. You know, risk mitigation happens all the time in sport, and we have rules to address sport and risk. This is a new animal. And um, I think we need to, to find the balance between precautions and care and common sense. Um, so we're seeing state associations take this very seriously. Uh, we are concerned about the pace at with which youth organizations are out there because we know the worst thing that could happen for people for sport is if we get out too early and we have to stop again. Um, so we're, we, we're proud of our state associations and the guidance that they're taking as they prepare to return. Um, and we will continue to be as supportive as possible. Yeah. Cause I will tell you, youth sports and, uh, recreational sports here in, in Annapolis, as you know, cause Carissa, you live here. It is really, uh, every, every night you see some diamond full of kids playing baseball or softball. Uh, so, uh, you know, as, as fans, as my wife is an avid fan, uh, you know, we, we watched Pee Wee baseball yesterday, 50 feet away from the diamond so she could get, get her fix of baseball. So it is out there and, and it is very encouraging to do that, but you got to be safe. So I do have one question. Um, Kind of based on what you know, what do you think parents and fans can do to improve the number of officials? And, you know, we touched a little bit on it earlier as far as sportsmanship, but obviously officially human is doing work. You guys are doing work. State associations are doing work. But collectively, what can we do? You know, I, w- I would say, um, again, just appreciating the, the profession and the com- complexities and the truly the difficulty. Mm-hmm. And remembering that officials are human, right, Brenda? <laughs> so, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, we, we got to remember that. And I think the public has to, we have to police one another. Yes. If mm-hmm. you're a parent, it's, it's, it's just like bullying. And, you know, don't be a bystander, say something. Um, you know, I really hope that those folks that are on the sidelines next to the offender can, and maybe we need to, to impart some strategies or some, you know, some taglines or some quotes that we can arm people with to say, hey, you know, I don't like what you're saying. Instead of just moving away and ignoring it, hey, let's remember that we're here for the kids. You know, yeah. let's not criticize the coach. And, and hey, remember when we didn't have this during COVID? Um, you know, let's be reflective and keep perspective here and work with one another to step up. And, you know, we all own the sidelines. You know, let, let's make yeah. the sidelines. Let's be, be the change that we want to see. I, I completely agree with that. One of the best commercials that I think has ever been made is the NCAA one from years ago about the there's 350,000 student athletes and most are going to become professional in something else. Right. Wouldn't it be 
wouldn't it be great to see something like that at the youth sport level or the high school level? Because, and you, you want to keep it up. You want to keep a positive spin, but we all have to be reminded that these really are just games. That's, Absolutely. That's good. They're stuff. just games. And, you know, many of the same reasons the officials are, are leaving the profession and the same reason the kids are leaving the game before they turn 13. Yep. Um, exactly. So, you know, we, we share, this is a serious story. And um, we have to keep it in our forefront uh, on our priority list. Well, we thank you yeah. very much for joining us. It was fun. Uh, I guess you got to come back. We said this every week for every single guest we've had. Uh, 30 minutes is not enough. Uh, Carissa, we really appreciate your time. And uh, please come back. Absolutely. Would love to. Brenda, Keith, thank you. I would love to come back as, as states are up and running just to get a touch base with you all again on how it's going. Yeah, that'd be great. Brenda, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you very much for joining us. If you have any questions, contact us at coach at indianasrn.org. Goodbye, everybody. Listening to Behind the Stripes, a show that supports our officials, athletic directors, coaches, players, and fans by bringing attention to good sportsmanship, strong leadership, selfless teamwork, and respect for others on and off the playing field. Thank you for listening to Behind the Stripes, powered by Indiana SRN. Do you want to hear your favorite team on IndianaSRN.org? It's easy to do. Calling all the play-by-play and colored commentary. High school sports along with youth sport, Mr. Wizard is waiting for your call. Contact him at 317-443-0052. We're ready for every touchdown, basket, and goal. Contact Mr. Wizard, 317-443-0052. You're listening to IndianaSRN.org.